There are monsters who dwell in our nightmares. But in this world, there are warriors who have the courage to confront this evil. Yes, the original Scream Team is back and starring the world's hungriest hero, Scooby-Dooby-Doo! Here in this swamp, you will learn the secret of Moonscar Island as our heroes battle the forces of darkness and worst of all, Catch! the Senior Detectives Podcast, a cozy corner to talk about mysteries of all kinds. I'm Hannah. And I'm Lauren. Today we will be covering Scooby-Doo's on... That's not a podcast beginning. <laughs> Lauren doesn't fumble her intro. <laughs> I, I wrote this one and I still can't say it. <laughs> we'll be covering Scooby-Doo on Zombie Island, the 1998 animated film. As the blurb from IMDb says, the mystery gang reunite and visit Moonscar Island, a remote island with a dark secret. Daphne wants more than anything. Oh my god, see, I can't I can't do this. <laughs> Daphne wants more than just a villain in a costume, and they get more than they ever expected. Truly. Like a way lot more, more than they expected. <laughs> like way more than anybody signed up for. Okay, (laughs) Hannah, I have such nostalgia for this movie. It holds such a warm place in my heart, and I am filled with joy (laughs) that I got to watch it again and we get to talk about it. (laughs) I watched it a lot as well. I remember watching it as a kid, and then at some point... One of my parents saw it, and they weren't usually very strict about what I watched. But for whatever reason, and I think I know what the reason was, they told me I couldn't watch that movie anymore. Mm. <laughs> and yeah, so, but I do Thank very that. distinctly remember it. <laughs> Is it the voodoo? I think it's the, uh, spoilers, I, I think it's the cat cult. <laughs> <laughs> that like worships a cat god you think you think so oh because the god yeah uh, yeah i think it. a religion yeah. thing came in, which is you know i mean i didn't grow up crazy religious so it's like interesting to me that that was how they reacted to it it's scooby-doo scooby-doo i watched the show every morning on cartoon network while i was eating my breakfast that's adorable and i love that for you <laughs> i distinctly remember eating <laughs> breakfast watching scooby-doo I had forgotten so much about this movie, or I think rather I I remembered it all, but I thought it was like separate TV episodes or separate movies. <laughs> <laughs> it's all the same. There's all <laughs> these things happening in this one plot. Um, it's like a stupid amount of stuff happening. <laughs> it's wild. <laughs> the things that happen in this movie plot. It's batshit crazy. It's off the wall. <laughs> You think you know how a Scooby-Doo plot goes, but this one is not. Yeah. It's, like, not on the same. I feel like this era of movies really strayed away from people being unmasked and, like, reality. Mm. Where, like, this one, Witch's Ghost, 
that's like there's an actual witch in that one right the cyber chase one is that one with the hex girls yes yes with the hex girls yes <laughs> i watched that one like right before i watched on island <laughs> like <laughs> this is primo too the hex girls man that was a bit of a sexual awakening for iconic me. yeah 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 <laughs> Um, the cyber chase one, they like go into a computer and then the alien one, there's actual aliens. Like these movies are wild. Yeah. I don't know like where they decided that the Scooby-Doo brand was going to not just be bad guys in masks. Yeah. But then with the live action movie, they went back to that. They did, except for in the second live action movie, they bring the monsters to life. I don't remember that one. You got to go back and watch it. I don't, I don't remember really Monsters good. Unleashed. <laughs> well, yes, Monsters Unleashed. Man, I quote that movie all the time. I think Coolsville sucks. Like, I don't know. As soon as <laughs> we started the movie today, Kendall quoted one of the like one of the lines as the character said it. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, I was, Dude, Hannah, we watched Scooby-Doo all the time, specifically this one. <laughs> I mean, I remembered it, but there is no way I could have said any of the quotes. I was not prepared for Kendall to know it that way. It was one of his little sister's favorite movies, all right? <laughs> <laughs> Literally, the mystery in this one could have been absolute dog shit, and I'm still going to give it a high rating because of how much it means to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's get into it. We open with, like, them at the end of, like, a typical case. Mm-hmm. That's how I feel like most Scooby-Doo movies start. Mm-hmm. And yeah. they're in, like, a spooky medieval castle. I really like the atmosphere of this. Mm-hmm. It's thunderstorming outside, so there's, like, lightning strikes. Pretty sure, at least, the castle looks like the old TV show intro. I'm. Pr- mm. It looked like that same building to me, and maybe I'm misremembering Ooh. it. But it felt like a nod I, to I know the TV show. Yeah, I bet I bet it was. I really like all of the directions that they went with the characters in this movie. And I love so like almost immediately the theme song starts playing as they like montage them running away from this swamp moat monster. Mm-hmm. And I was just I just the happiness that came over me. Right. A huge <laughs> amount of nostalgia. Yeah, they do the old gag where they like run into one door and come out another door on the other side of the hallway and like you know mm-hmm. all this all the scooby-doo classic shenanigans it's great and scooby like messes up to catch the guy like mm-hmm. he flies through the air and catapults into him and yeah <laughs> so of course it ends with uh if it weren't for your huge dog and you meddling kids always some variation on that mm-hmm. yeah yeah but it turns out oh my gosh i'm i'm sorry this is gonna be a tangent so (laughs) i went to um universal like last year or two years ago or something and scooby-doo owns no universal owns scooby-doo and um they had brought the cast out for like pictures and stuff and they were were just coming out when we got there so we were like the first ones in line and i was talking to shaggy And I was like, how you doing, man? Or he said that he liked my hair or something. And I was like, I like your clothes. And he was like, I've been wearing the same ones since the 60s. I mean, (laughs) and I was like, well, I hope you wash them. And he was like, it rains every now and then. (laughs) It was absolutely adorable. That's everything you want out of a character interaction in a theme park. (laughs) Yes. Yes, exactly. I don't know. Anyways, (laughs) I love Scooby-Doo. 
we will definitely be covering at least the first live action movie so yes. sometime in the future so just get ready for kind of a, a re reviewing of us just gushing about how we enjoy scooby-doo <laughs> a lot <laughs> but Ugh. so it turns out daphne um, has been recalling all of their like previous cases in a TV interview. And she's now a reporter uh, for a show called Coast to Coast with Daphne Blake. And it's entering its second season. Fred is her everything. He's her producer, everything. cameraman, yeah. literally just like a one man crew. The only one, <laughs> <laughs> which doesn't seem realistic. No, it doesn't. <laughs> But they are trying, because they're bored of the bad guy in the mask, they're trying to find real ghosties. Right. So the gang has split, which happens in the first live action movie too. But I really like in this one, there's no animosity between them. Yes. They just split and went their own separate ways. Like um, Velma owns her own mystery bookstore, which I think is cool. She's living my cottage core fantasy girl life. <laughs> Like, if I had a fantasy life in a fairy kingdom, that is the shit I would be doing. And there would be a tea shop in there. Yes, tea and books, mystery books. (laughs) And she seems exhausted by it, but I was like, Velma, no. I live in the dream, girl. (laughs) Like... Oh, and Shaggy and Scooby work at an airport finding contraband food like that that got sent through without customs and stuff. They literally, on the luggage carousel thing, they stop and they start searching through people's luggage. And Scooby, like, literally digs out of this person's luggage to find this, like, wheel of cheese. Like, this is so illegal. It's not even funny. (laughs) It is. And the fact that that's the only contraband they're looking for because they just want to eat the food. Right. Perfect. They do get fired almost immediately. Like immediately. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, they eat all the food all at once that they clearly have been collecting for like who knows how long. A whole room full of f- food. Yeah. Like fresh looking food too. And they do that trope where they're like they get very swollen around. Yeah. Scoop. After eating it. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Which, to be fair, one time our family dog ate um, oh. two Thanksgiving pies. One Thanksgiving, she got up on the table and she housed two pies before we realized what was happening. And she looked like Scooby-Doo when he eats too much because her belly, which normally goes up mm-hmm. like really athletic built dogs, it straight up went down. <laughs> and was, Dogs it looked do like, get that food belly. It, mm-hmm. it looked like she swallowed a basketball. It was It was very amusing. <laughs> that happened to my dog once but it was really scary because i did not know what happened oh yeah i didn't know that she got into the food bag oh and but, just yeah. had a feast <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh so then freddie calls them to join daphne in new orleans which is where they're going for this mystery um and they all like surprise her for her birthday and it's super yeah. cute it's lovely i like that they are all down and excited to get back together and there's yeah there's just no drama it's just cool let's go yeah yay big yeah happy reunion Mm -hmm. yeah because in yeah in the live action film they're all like still mad at each other and fussy Mm -hmm. for a while they're fussy for most of the movie yeah (laughs) yeah except for you know shaggy and scooby yeah 
And then they have like a really cool montage where they're uncovering fake ghosts, like hoax ghosts, um, like, you know, tarot card readings and crab monsters and <laughs> stuff. <laughs> Yeah, honestly, like some of those cases looked really interesting. There was one where they um, were clearly looking into some like casino riverboat that had like an old creepy looking ghost haunting this riverboat. And I was like, that sounds like such a good mystery story. But, you know, of course, it's just a person in a mask. Yeah, they're still on the hunt for a real ghost. Daphne wants wants the actual supernatural to happen yeah this um the new orleans sequence really made me want to go to new orleans as well me too i was like i need to walk the farmer's market and have Mm -hmm. a beignet and a coffee yeah he's eating beignets the food in it yeah i don't even eat me and every time something came up on the screen i was like that looks delicious Mm -hmm. yep (laughs) they had like muffalettas they have gumbo Uh, (laughs) yeah new orleans food y'all it's it's so good yeah i feel like anytime we get a mystery set in new orleans both of us are just i mean it's so cozy if you give me any visuals of food and anything really though i'm gonna be all in and just immediately want that but i do want to say something right away so i don't forget the matte painting backgrounds in this movie are actually really pretty and the They're New Orleans great. scenes are really good. Mm-hmm. Um, Especially in the bayou and like at sunset and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's really pretty. Yeah. They're really oh, well done. I was thinking of, if you go back and listen to our very first podcast episode ever, we covered Nancy Drew, Legend of the Crystal Skull. And that is also set in New Orleans. I just feel like we're drawn to it a little bit because it's very close to home. Yeah. The food is just always, it looks so good. Because in I think in the Nancy Drew game, they eat like a... Like a gumbo kind of They have food. gumbo in that too. And yeah. I think probably at least talk about beignets. Oh, I still need it now. <laughs> yeah, so while they're at the farmer's market, they meet this lady named Lena. She overhears them talking about the fact that they're looking for ghosts. And she is the chef at a plantation on a Moonscar Island and is like, you guys should come out to the island because it's haunted and it's real. A real skis haunted by a pirate named Morgan Moonscar, which sounds intriguing. Mm-hmm. Lena is like a siren and I love her. She is. She voices Twilight Sparkle in My Little Pony. <laughs> Oh, does she? <laughs> She's very beautiful. And I don't know who she reminds me of. She reminds me of another character in something else. But she has this, oh. like, curly, long black hair. And she wears mm-hmm. it up in, like, a, a bandana. And, mm-hmm. I don't know, yeah, there's just something about She's her. got a sweet southern draw. And she's very calm, but, like, sassy. <laughs> I just, <laughs> I love her character. <laughs> And obviously Fred is taken in by her. Right. Well, and you know, it's funny that you feel that way because it's like, that's the point of her. You know, it's the point. She's a literal siren. And I find sirens so fascinating. (laughs) So they kind of debate it, but then eventually decide, hey, like, we'll check it out. Why not? They follow her toward the island and they have to take a ferry to the island. Like a vehicle ferry. Yeah. So you drive onto it. 
and then go through the bayou uh, with your vehicles and then get off on the island where there are roads. <laughs> it's pretty wild, actually. Yeah, there's some like Scooby-esque shenanigans that happen on this ferry boat. Mm-hmm. They meet a man named Jock. Jock. Um, he's the ferry man. He's instantly suspicious. Yes. At least in my opinion. <laughs> and like just the way he talks, it's like, uh, this bayou is haunted. Morgan Moonscar. <laughs> He's got like a Cajun accent, but with that raspy, mm-hmm. I'm the like harbinger character who warns you not to go sort of vibe. He tells them that the reason Morgan Moonscar is haunting the island is because it's where he would go in the 1700s to hide from the law, which is where a lot of people would go to hide from the law because the bayou is so complicated and the police would not follow them into it, mm-hmm. uh, which is really interesting. Yeah. It's the same with the um, the Florida Everglades. Is it? I actually didn't know that. That's interesting. Criminals used to flee into the... Um, it's so flat. But it was like, just like a... Just inaccessible. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. I don't think they had airboats for a good long while. And that's kind of like you can't take a regular boat through there, really. Yeah. It was just like a wasteland (laughs) or not a wasteland, but like a, I don't know, like a jungle, essentially. It'd be hard to survive out there. Yes. Scary. And then you also meet a man named Snakebite. (laughs) (laughs) And he's... The tropiest of tropes. <laughs> this man just out here trying to fish, though. <laughs> like that's he's the, just out here trying to fish. That's all he does. The whole movie. He's just out that's here literally trying his to whole fish. <laughs> he, he's trying to catch the biggest catfish in the bayou. Her name is Big Mona, and it, this catfish like fucks with them all and like spits at them and stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but this man has got like he's like one of his eyes is fucked up. He's got this like shaggy blonde hair and he he's just like super gruff and mm-hmm. angry it's great Grumpy. He's, he is he's such a trope character and kendall and i both when the credits rolled he's voiced by mark hamill oh and we were like mark Shit. hamill <laughs> it's just and, and like kind of a throwaway character like what the hell that's great honestly i love that they like highest paid actor and it's just a character who out there wants he just wants to fish he just wants to catch the damn catfish and he's got this big hunting pig named mojo mojo literally all he does is he's like you scared away big mona i hate tourists get out of my bayou (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Which is probably the direction I would lean if I lived way out in the middle of nowhere. Just be like, get away from me. <laughs> I feel like I would just turn into some scary old spinster like this. <laughs> With your pig, pet With pig. With my pet pig, yes. <laughs> exactly. That's the, once again, living the dream. <laughs> oh my gosh. This movie makes me so happy. <laughs> So, um, yeah, they get to the the big plantation house. Mm-hmm. You see it, and it's, like, immaculate. It's, like, this beautiful oh, yeah. white beautiful. house in the middle of a swamp. Like, does not fit the surroundings at all. Big plantation house. Like, it's very historic looking. Yeah, like what you think of when you think of a giant plantation house. And yeah. 
it was used as an actual plantation, which it's a kid's movie, so they don't touch on. They don't. They don't touch on. They even have a little scene with them, but they don't go there. Yeah. And yeah, they um, I don't think there's a black person in the movie. I don't think there is either, which is problematic in and of itself because they're in the bayou of Louisiana. Yeah, they're in Louisiana. So, I mean, yeah, we're, yeah. we got to mention it because we have to mention it, but also like it was a kids movie in the 90s and they did not give a shit about representation, which is just the bottom yeah. line. But yeah, so it takes place on a pepper plantation, which Scooby and Shaggy are very excited about. Yes, the hottest peppers in Louisiana. Mm-hmm. Um, but immediately when they get there, it's crawling with cats. The sheer amount of cats on this island. Like, this island is small enough where I'm like, I don't think it can support this many cats. make me uncomfortable. Yeah, literally there would be no w- other wildlife on the island. Yeah. Because cats are so destructive. Yeah. And they're just, like, stuck on this island. So they're probably all, you know, breeding and... Right, yeah, multiplying. multiplying. <laughs> Yeah, they're just yeah. more and more cats all the time. It's it's an insane amount of cats. And Scooby, of course, has an issue with, with rats. <laughs> rats? <laughs> and he has to chase the cats. Typical Scoob fashion. He destroys everything in the process <laughs> of chasing yeah. the cats. The porch, the garden. Right. And then he runs directly into the homeowner. Her yeah. name is Simone Lenoir. Hey, you mutt! I just planted those! Rats! Miss Lenoir! After this whole thing, I feel like in a normal world, they would have immediately been asked to leave? Yeah, yes. Should be red flag number one. It is suspicious that they're not asked to leave. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. (laughs) They mess up all the landscaping and the Mm -hmm. poor gardener named Bo. Once again, a man who is just out here trying to do his job, just trying to garden. He's just trying to live his life. And he is so grumbly, too. He's a grumpy man. Every time anybody says something to him, he just goes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so they meet Simone and she says that the house has been her in her family for generations. And she's like really annoyed about their dog, but she also like is really nice to them and invites them to look around as much as they want, which for I would be, like, so suspicious. Because red flag number two, they show up, and Lena was just like, oh, I just thought they could come see your house. I know this isn't my house, and I only work here, but I just thought these random-ass tourists with their dog could come look around your house. Right. I would have been telling you first. suspicious approached in the market, and somebody be like, come to this, des- like, deserted island <laughs> that you can't leave. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, many yeah. red flags would be popping up, but like it's what they're looking for, so they just go with it. And she's a siren. Yeah. So yeah. you're just drawn in. You're drawn in. You can't yeah. help it. Exactly. Simone's French accent belongs in a Nancy Drew game. It's it does. It's real bad, guys. <laughs> it's really bad. <laughs> it's so 
All of them are a little bit bad. Yeah, but hers, man, I was just, every time she talked, I was like, she just needs to be voice acting yeah. in an Nancy Drew game. Yeah, dude, I was convinced that Fred is Ned. And I feel like we pl- when we played Nancy Drew, I thought that Ned was Fred. But I went through this man's IMDb. He, since the beginning of time, has been in so much shit. Like, TV shows, movies, video games, just so much. But not a single Nancy Drew game. I think I also looked through his stuff. And he has, like, 500, over 500 entries on IMDb. And Kendall, because Kendall and I thought he sounded familiar as well. I finally found what I think he's familiar to me mm. from, even though I, it's probably lots of things, but the main so thing, many things for me was he was the voice of Simba in all of the like follow up Disney oh, stuff. So like the gosh. original Simba was Matthew Broderick, but after the original movie, like Lion King two and Lion King one and <gasps> a half, and then like the video games and stuff, he was, I was Simba. just listening to the Lion King two soundtrack yesterday. Loki, that soundtrack is so good. It's so good. Okay? It's so good. Yes. <laughs> Underrated. It but hits really hard. I think I he's wait. the Simba <laughs> of okay. my childhood. Yeah. <laughs> all right. And he's Freddie in like all of it. They like never change voice actors for him. Yeah, he's longtime yeah. Freddie. So they Scooby and Shaggy are very much like food. You have food, yes. So they raid these people's pantry and they eat the Moonscar pepper for the first time, which is like a recurring gag this whole time because it's really hot. And so they scream and the entire gang runs into the kitchen and while they're in there a like, I swear it's like a misty ghost tentacle scratches the words get out in the wall. Like the paint off of the wall. Yeah, it's creepy. Like, I remember it this is. as a kid being like, ooh. Yeah. Like, genuinely really spooked out. Yeah. That was always something as a kid that in anything that was supposed to be scary at all, if they, like, wrote on the walls, it always really freaked me out mm-hmm. for some reason. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. That specific thing always got me as a kid. Because it's real. Like, it could, somebody could write on the wall, you know? Yeah. Like it's a visceral, yeah, like, tangible thing that a ghost is doing instead of just like knocking something over and you like or you like think you saw something but you didn't it's still there you know yeah I don't know maybe it's that Mm -hmm. Gafty gets real excited she runs into the room and tells Fred to start filming while they're filming and she like like this rush of wind comes in and I'm like Daphne this is what you want to happen and she immediately goes cut who opened a window? <laughs> and I'm like, why are you yelling cut right now? <laughs> Ma'am, this is exactly what you were hoping for. And so he stops filming. Well, supposedly, you know, she yells cut, but they still get it on film, I guess, because yeah. they review the footage and they realize mm-hmm. that they can see the ghost of Morgan Moonscar in the shot. Mm-hmm. We're scratching the word beware underneath get out mm-hmm. yeah like like the, he's literally on the playback which i think is super funny because <laughs> it's like one of those giant video cameras oh, from the 90s the, yeah the kind you would have to like rest <laughs> on your shoulder <laughs> which i mean yes, like, yeah like they still have giant yeah. cameras like that for movies but like your average person wasn't filming with one of those <laughs> 
the clunkiest thing ever. And they're like, can you enhance that shot? And Freddie's like, yeah, let me bring up the contrast and the sharpness. They all <laughs> enhance. I mean, it's not even on a computer yet. It's just still on the camera. It's just on the camera, which I don't think you could do back then. No. But, and then they see the ghost. <laughs> I'm like, okay. <laughs> Yeah, I think while they're still in the kitchen talking about the footage and talking about the writing on the wall, Velma gets lifted up in the air. Yeah, levitated. I didn't go back and look at this, but like who all is in the kitchen at this point? Simone and Lena are both there. So I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) We will talk about this at a later time. Plot hole, I think. (laughs) Yeah. I think they just managed to pull her back down eventually, but yeah, she, she like, is still suspicious. Floor. So she comes back into the kitchen and Velma goes ham on the wall with a spatula <laughs> and like she does. scrapes up the whole wall of this kitchen. Yeah. Erasing the evidence of the ghost. Too. Yeah. Yeah. She just like gets underneath the paint on the wall where the ghost had written the words and she uncovers the word maelstrom, like written in the wood. Right. Yeah. And they come to the conclusion that this was the name of Moonscar's pirate ship and that potentially pieces of his pirate ship were used to build the house. Mm-hmm. So they think maybe that's why he's haunting the house. Is that because his ship is like built into it or something like that? Which is fair. Yeah. I mean... Simone also says that it's rumored that Moonscar buried treasure on the island. And so this is one of the plot lines that doesn't really come back into play. I mean, it does a little bit, I suppose. A little, but the treasure itself is not like a thing in the way that you would think the treasure would be a thing. I kind of feel like it's a red herring to maybe try to get you to wonder where why other people are on the island, like to be suspicious of Bo, the gardener or the ferryman or, you know, mm-hmm. like maybe they are posing and, and really here for the treasure or something like that. Mm-hmm. Or, or even Trying like Lena who just has a job there, you know? Mm-hmm. So then it, okay. So this is the point in which <laughs> a fork in the road. Sh- she gets wild. <laughs> It's like, okay, up until now, we're like, ghosts. Yeah? Ghosts. Yeah, there's pirate cool. ghosts. All right, cool. ghosts. Yeah. Yeah. So, but then, so, um, Scooby chases the cats because, honestly, that's the way this movie transitions a lot. Like, that happens often. We, and I, I kind of like that transition. We talked about that. It, it's either Scooby chasing cats or, like, just distant screams. And the, everybody mm-hmm. runs to see what somebody else is screaming and that's how they like move the plot forward (laughs) they'll be in the middle of a scene and be like well we'll just have them scream and they run over there (laughs) it works i'm okay with it i'm okay with it but this one's like a sequence so scooby chases the cats into the bayou which scares away big mona the catfish gets chased by the hunting pig mojo and then runs into shaggy and they both fall into a pit in the ground a big 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 pit like it looks like a grave it's like deep though like it, they make it look really really deep like it was like yeah. meant to be like a trap yeah and i was very confused when we find out why it's there to begin with i was like that was a that was a real deep pit 
but okay it's a deep it's probably it looks like it's like maybe like 10 feet deep like scooby is trying to boost shaggy out of this pit so that they can like help each other out of it it's very deep so as they're in there they're like pulling on roots to try and get out and they pull out a root and what's behind it but a skeleton hands and the way that i would probably fully panic in this moment would 100 my mind would immediately go to this is a trap people died down here and i am going to now too yeah yeah and not only is it a random skeleton it's the literal skeleton of morgan moonscar which how they got lucky enough to fucking find that (laughs) but okay so okay so what happens right (laughs) there's this like green like licky flame thing light thing that reminds me a lot of the blue lights in brother bear which i know is a very deep cut but for me specifically and it like comes down to the skeleton and it like life into the skeleton and literally the skeleton like comes out of the hole starts growing clothes and skin Mm -hmm. and it turns into a zombie and it's the zombie of morgan moonscar now and not just his skeleton so actual supernatural magic something something happening here never explained by the way never explained the way that into zombies this magic (laughs) is never addressed or touched on <laughs> the rest of the movie. <laughs> love it so it's utterly ridiculous. The actual mystery that's happening on this island has pretty I mean has something to do with these zombies, but nothing to do with like how they're being really. animated again. <laughs> just mostly just like why these bodies are there. <laughs> that's it. Right. So <laughs> they managed to climb out of the pit away from this zombie and are chased and they run straight into Bo who is just out Mm -hmm. in the middle of the woods for some reason yeah and he's spooky ooky Mm -hmm. like I mean they make him kind of a hunk but he's a spooky hunk he is and he's like I was just out here to plant some flowers and sir it's a pit that's like 10 feet deep Velma says something like, what are you digging an elephant grave? (laughs) You're not planting flowers. And also, we're in the middle of the swamp. This is not like on the front lawn of the plantation. He literally points to some pots of flowers and they're like tiny. Yeah. They're teeny tiny little pots of flowers. So (laughs) it's not lining up here. And I didn't remember watching this. Like, I didn't remember like what he does or how he ties in. So I was just like... I can't yeah. remember if this guy has anything to do with anything or if he's just there. I mean, not really. Because, <laughs> yeah, because I, I remembered, like, who were the bad guys were. Right. So, yeah, I, I could not remember. But it's gotten well into the evening now. And so Simone mm-hmm. invites the gang to stay the night because it's too late to get back out. And right. they haven't found the their ghost stops running. Yeah, and Daphne is like, "I, but I, there's so much more to explore." Blah, blah, blah. And Simone's <laughs> like, "Okay, but the spirits get really restless at night." And I would be like, "Give me the fuck off this island! I'll be like, I will swim away. Thank you. <laughs> I will take my chances with the alligators." Who? Okay, a point of contention with this movie. 
in flashback scenes and when they were having their little jaunt on the ferry over to the island, the alligators in this movie are very aggressive. This is some alligator slander. It is. Coming from two Floridians yes. who are like, alligators are actually fine and you guys should not be scared of them. <laughs> this is I mean, like, alligators for the most part are really chill unless humans have made them more comfortable with humans. Right. And if then they've been fed a by problem, a human but... and then they associate humans with food, then yeah, that's an issue. Right. And they obviously can become aggressive. And they can become aggressive if they're like defending yes. their unhatched young or something like that. But like I mean, don't go fuck with an alligator. No, but like but... <laughs> they don't really react to you. Like no. I've run past them sometimes. Oh, I've been yeah. seeing them my whole life. I've literally never had a scary experience with an alligator. No, ever. And like, so we were talking about the Everglades. We went on a hiking trail one time. I swear we saw 50 alligators on that hiking trail. Mm -hmm. Like huge ones. They don't give a, sh a shit. No, like, no. We did like a long bike ride through the Everglades one time. And it was a path maybe like six feet wide. And it's literally mm -hmm. just like swampy marshland as far as I can see mm -hmm. on other, either side yeah. of this path. And there would be a six or seven foot alligator just like laying across the whole path in the path and you would just like yeah. scoot your bike around the tail end and keep going and they would not even move they no. don't care like I they don't care so the the idea that if you fall into the bayou like even just a little bit that like 10 alligators will come literally murder you <laughs> This movie is ridiculous. It's pretty wild. There's a man on TikTok. I don't know if you've seen his videos, but he walks around the Everglades at night with oh, like God. a camera and a flashlight. And I would, like, be, I would be scared of the snakes. Right. But he finds all kinds of wildlife. And like, yeah. he like kind of is like Steve winning it where he just like yeah. finds wildlife, talks to you about it. If it's a safe animal, he'll like interact with it and then just like let it go again. Um, but he'll yeah. like be like waiting around in the water and shine his light at the water. And there's like 20 pairs of alligator <laughs> eyes and they're all just yeah. like, hey, <laughs> ignoring him. They don't care. Like, I'm, I just, yeah. it's alligator slander. They are not Nile crocodiles. <laughs> Misrepresentation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, um, I, Honestly, don't know what made me think of that, but I had to say something before. I know. I, I thought about it while I was watching the movie because you got two yeah. Florida gals who majored in like environmental <laughs> sciences, right. and we got to go on the defense for alligators for a minute. But I feel like it cannot be said enough don't mess with wildlife. Right. Just like, don't. just maybe you ignore them, they ignore you, which right. is the best yes. case scenario for everyone. Yeah. And don't like underestimate its ability to fuck you up because it could. Right. It just probably won't. <laughs> so they decide to stay the night. And Scooby and Shaggy are put into a room together. And all the scary stuff keeps happening to them. Yes. Like all the ghosty stuff keeps happening to mm -hmm. them. <laughs> like they're yeah. the ones in the room when the writing gets done on the wall. They get chased by the zombie pirate ghost. And then Shaggy's like getting dressed for dinner, checking himself in the reflection, and a Confederate soldier ghost steps out of the mirror. <laughs> Some Civil War guy. Literally, 
Yeah, he's like in uniform and he says, uh, get away is what he says. Mm. Of of course they freak out and they run into Simone again, which happens like a million times. <laughs> um, and the entire gang comes in and they expect the mirror. And she says that there were Confederate barracks on the island. So it could have been a Confederate soldier ghost. Um, and they even see on the back of the mirror that it was like belonging to a troop. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have to say, I really love that even though all of these things happened to Scooby and Shaggy, who are definitely the misfits and the goofy ones, mm-hmm. they totally accept it and they believe them immediately. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that. I also, I think part of my my favorite lore with Scooby-Doo that's, you know, never actually fully addressed is that, like, they're stoners. Like, Shaggy's oh, a huge oh, stoner. Yeah. Scooby's a oh, dog, yeah. but, like, if he a dog Hippie could smoke whippy. pot, he absolutely would. And yes. so the fact that they are, like, this super paranoid ones all the time. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> like yes. really it fits. And yeah, it's great. But I do like that the gang actually listens and takes them seriously and isn't like, mm-hmm. you guys are just being stupid or whatever. Oh, you've seen zombies now? <laughs> okay. You know, that would be my reaction. It'd be like, bro, did you like eat a mushroom in the forest? Like, what? <laughs> are you hallucinating from the peppers? Because good lord. Yeah, right. They eat so many no. jars of peppers in this. Their bowels would implode. <laughs> they would just be on the toilet this whole time. <laughs> it would be really bad. So... They basically don't feel safe being in the house anymore and decide to eat dinner in the van. Mm -hmm. And there's cats everywhere. And Simone is like, he can't be in here with my cats. Right. And they're just chilling in the van eating dinner. But all the cats are like surrounding the van. They get up on top of of them. (laughs) There's like 30 cats on the van and shaggy is like we can't have we can't be looked at while we're eating this is so rude we gotta we'll find somewhere more private to eat and they just drive off into the swamp and they yeah they they literally end like right before the shore Mm -hmm. and then start eating for people who are too scared that would not be me yeah no but i also wouldn't want 30 cats on top of my vehicle I don't know why that would just be weird and unnerving. It would be unnerving. And so then they eat peppers again, because that's also a way for them to drive the plot. Um, And so they run to the water and start drinking swamp water. They (laughs) dunk their heads into the water and just start (laughs) guzzling swamp water. (laughs) And... some don't advice. do that. Do not do that. <laughs> don't you're do gonna that. you're gonna get a brain eating amoeba and die or something. <laughs> like I think I've said this on the podcast before. I can't remember, but I do not fuck with fresh water. As somebody from the south, oh yeah. Like I mean, there's plenty of threat in salt water, but I like I know what to expect, and you can see through it a lot better. And fresh water. I don't know if there's snakes. I don't know if there's alligators. I don't know if there's oh yeah deadly bacteria and viruses. Freshwater that's murky as fuck, like in the bayou swamp. Yeah. yeah. No, absolutely not. They would, I feel yeah. like you would, at the very least, just get very sick. 
Yes. Oh, 100%. Once again, yeah. their bowels destroyed. <laughs> just, they've got guts of steel and the biggest immune, immune system ever. They're just chasing hot peppers with swamp water. Like, oh, man. <laughs> oh, and of course, as they've got their head in the water, guzzling water, the green flame lights reappear and they go down into the water and zombies literally start popping up all over the place like crawling out of the bayou towards them like an army of zombies the van gets stuck in the mud as they're trying to escape go figure kind of worst case scenario but they end up running back toward the plantation i guess and once again run into Bo the gardener very sus this man's just in the wrong place at the wrong time every time every time he really is yeah and then they run into him, they're scared of him, and then they run away again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so they don't stay with Bo. No. And in fact, Bo meets up with Freddie, Velma, and Daphne, who have heard them screaming. So they run out to investigate. And he's like, dude, your friends just like ran into me and took off screaming. I'll know what's going on. <laughs> so they end up splitting up, right? So it's like, mm-hmm. it's Velma and Bo and... Daphne and Fred. Bo and Velma go one way and she almost walks into quicksand, right? Mm-hmm. And Fred and Daphne find the empty van. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Velma's very much like, Bo, you're a suspect. I know you just saved my life, but you're such a suspect. <laughs> and that's pretty much their whole thing. <laughs> and when Daphne and Fred find the van, Shaggy and Scooby like appear very quickly after a zombie appears, but it's not like an angry zombie it's like a kind of it's eh. just kind of chilling like it doesn't it's seem chilling. like it has any um like it's gonna try and hurt any of them it's just kind of there yeah yeah it's like it's lost its life force <laughs> yeah <laughs> something kind of, I, it's it was reanimated yeah. but then the person who it was was just like ah <laughs> can't be yeah, i'm just gonna sit here i'm not even gonna vocalize like, i don't care <laughs> And Daphne and Fred try to unmask it, you know, quote unquote, and they are unable to, and they actually end up pulling its head completely off. Good one. That's the fakest, cheesiest mask I've ever seen. But it feels real. Yeah. You're just not pulling hard enough. Okay, Mr. Macho, why don't you try it? Sure. No. It's the fisherman. No. It's the ferryman. Roll. Maybe it's real. They rip this person's head off their body. (laughs) It's so graphic. (laughs) Like, if you think about the fact that they're just trying to take a mask off, too. I know. It's like, as a kid, I was just like, yep, that makes sense. And like, (laughs) but adult me was like, no, this is awful. Why would you do that? And they just keep yanking, and Fred literally is just holding a decapitated head in his hand. (laughs) And then it, like, moves, so he throws it, and the zombie picks it back up and puts it back on his head. That's why they do that, is because they want the gross moment for Mm. kids to be like, oh, you know? Yeah. (laughs) Of course. Yeah, and more zombies that they are starting to look like tourists. Like, some of them look like soldiers, and some of them look like pirates, and some of them look like tourists. Right. Start crawling out of the water again. Like Hawaiian shirts and hats and sunglasses and stuff. 
which I love Isn't that true? they because presumably they were just skeletons like Moonscar was, so they didn't have outfits still on their bodies. So I like that when they got dressed again as zombies, <laughs> they went back into their vacation mode. <laughs> I appreciate that. But we get an iconic montage here to a bop of a song. Do you hear the screeching of an It's terror time again. It's so good. Yes. It's I, so good. I liked it on Spotify after I watched this week. And I was like, oh, I remember all the lyrics. <laughs> I like literally it was one of those things where this was just out of sight, out of mind. And I hadn't thought about this song in yes. probably two decades. Yes. But as soon as it came on, I was like, oh, my God, I forgot how good this song is. And there's a there's a song earlier in the movie, too, that's also very good. I think it's the montage where they're unmasking all the fake ghosts. Oh, yes. I'm going to look it up. <laughs> and also, is the theme song, as long as we're on the subject of the music in this movie, is the theme song oh. done by Third Eye Blind? <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> it's so 90s, you guys. <laughs> Dude, the soundtrack, I had, I had this um, soundtrack and I had the Witch's Ghost soundtrack as a kid. Amazing. It's so good, especially because Witches Ghost has hex girls. But um, the other song is The Ghost is Here. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, they're both nostalgic (laughs) bops. Very good. But then Scooby and Shaggy end up running and kind of like tripping and finding a cave. And they explore it and they find like wax dolls. Of the gang. Well, of three members. It's like Velma, Daphne, and Fred, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they've got like little ascot things, like little pieces of cloth tied around them. Right. Um, Which Velma had mentioned earlier in the movie, she went to clean her glasses at one point and was like, oh no, my glass cleaning cloth is gone. I don't, I must have misplaced it. So yeah. it's like clearly like a little token of cloth from each person. Mm-hmm. And so Scooby and Shaggy are like messing around with these dolls. Dude, they are not frightened by this at all. Not at all. And that's wild. <laughs> yeah, I just, uh, for being frightened of everything like they are yes no right. hesitation with weird creepy dolls that look like their friends that they find in right. a cave on an island that they arrived at that day right they just got here midday yeah. the same day like maybe eight hours ago yeah i would be like we have been chosen to die here <laughs> yeah, I'd be like, oh we're this is bad yeah this is bad news bears <laughs> But no, they start playing with them and it cuts back and forth between them playing with them and then real life Daphne, Fred, and Velma are like forced to doing the actions of the dolls. Yeah. So they are being like lifted up into the air because Scooby and Shaggy are holding the dolls, which is explains how Velma was being levitated right. earlier. And then, yeah, like every time one of their limbs moves the actual person's limbs move. So they're like accidentally making them like punch and kick each other. Yeah. 
and they don't get dropped to the ground until Shaggy and Scooby drop the dolls to the ground and run out of the cave because of some bats or whatever. But mm-hmm. yeah, which is crazy pants. It's um. Have you seen Stardust? No. Oh man. Okay. Excellent movie. Got to watch it. Um, there's a scene in it where a witch like reanimates a dead guy using a voodoo doll, and they have a really long sword fight where he's literally fighting a dead person because somebody's controlling a doll. And that's what this reminded me of. Oh it's, yeah. It's really neat. But I mean, that's in a magical world and this isn't Scooby-Doo. This is Scooby-Doo where the whole shtick is that it's just a dude in an ask. Right. But now we've added voodoo into the voodoo. mix. <laughs> because why not? <laughs> we got ghosts. We're in and Louisiana. Gotta have and voodoo. voodoo. <laughs> You gotta have alligators that eat people and voodoo dolls. Yep. <laughs> but no black people. No, no, no. Oh, yikes. Gosh. So, uh, once again, somebody off camera screams. This time it's Lena. <laughs> and everyone runs to find her. Everybody except Scooby and Shaggy, who are still off who knows where. And also, I feel like it should be noted that the camera got sunk in quicksand. Oh, so yes. So they lost everything. They lost all of their footage that they had yep. gotten so far. All their hard proof down to the swamp. Anyways. Yeah, so Lena, everybody finds her in the house, and she says they were attacked by zombies who grabbed Simone and dragged her down a secret passageway under the stairs. <laughs> Which is, like, wild. This is a very, like, end of a Nancy Drew game, too. Like, the way that this mm-hmm. all unfolds. But, like, uh-huh. she seems very... Obviously a trap. Right. She seems very unfazed by like, oh my God, there's a Mm -hmm. secret passageway under the stairs. And I knew right where it was and right where they took her. And wow, I think we should definitely go try and follow her and save her. Yeah. She like grabs onto Freddy. She's like, oh, Freddy. Yeah. She's been playing Fred the whole time. (laughs) To which Daphne, who's also been like flirtatious with Bo the gardener the whole time. Yeah. But like she's been side-eyeing Fred every time he like yeah. goes goo-goo over <laughs> you know, yeah. like you're an idiot. <laughs> they are not meant to be together either. No. I do not ship Fred and Daphne because they are both so horny for everybody else. Yeah. But they're like toxic because they don't they want to be with each other. But they don't want they, they don't, don't want but they don't want anybody else to have them right. either. It's that you can't have him I can't, I'm not, I don't want him, but you can't have him. It's that, it's that exact thing. Which I love that Sarah Michelle Geller and Freddie Prince Jr. are married in real life oh. and are like, have been together for like so long. It has it, a special place in my heart. It really, it like, it's one of those celebrity <laughs> relationships that I actually have a little bit of investment in, even yeah. though I don't follow either one of them very closely. But like, I just, because they played fred and daphne and they are like i just like please i need you guys to just make it work and please be happy (laughs) (laughs) like prove to me that love exists (laughs) yes totally it adds such a level to those live action movies it does (laughs) every time they have a scene together (laughs) cute anyways they go down to the tunnel and when they get to the bottom of it velma's like look simone walked down the tunnel she wasn't dragged Obviously, this is a room meant for voodoo rituals. She is <laughs> onto it. She is. Can't but fool she, Velma, but she walked down here anyway. <laughs> she literally walks right into the trap, even though she knows it's a trap. Yeah. I guess you gotta, because the plot has to move. <laughs> Do it for the plot. 
But um, Simone, of course, springs the trap and appears. And they use the voodoo dolls to, like, pin them up against the walls. Mm-hmm. And explain... Well, they turn into cat people. <laughs> better way to reveal that they they turn into cat people <laughs> they turn into cat people and then they start to explain that they were part of a cat cult that mm-hmm. worshiped they cats literally had a cat god like they've got a statue of their cat god in this cave with them and there's like this sundial thing in the middle where moonlight is shining through so it like it's telling time and i i don't know i guess it's midnight or something but like the midnight symbol is a cat yeah <laughs> because <laughs> what else they turn be? into the cat <laughs> um so it, oh. you, as they're telling this you see like the actual sepitoned flashback of these like villagers that lived on the island way back when who worshiped their cat god and every harvest mm-hmm. moon they had to drain the life force of victims lured to their island in order to maintain their immortality. Mm-hmm. And that Simone reveals that she and Lena have been doing this for like 200 years, that they are like yeah. original village members. They are the original settlers. And also cat people. <laughs> and they're also... Okay, so, <laughs> so what had happened was... Their village got raided by Morgan Moonscar and his pirates. And so most of everyone else in the village, except for Lena and Simone, gets driven into the bayou and they get eaten by alligators. Which is a pretty graphic scene. Like, you don't... It is! You see, like, up until they're being overcome by, like, a swarm of alligators. Like, it's kind of a lot. It is kind of... Yes. It would make anyone, like, a kid scared of alligators. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, and they're the only two that get away, and they go and they pray to their cat god to put a curse onto the pirates. Um, and so the cat god blesses them by turning them into evil cat people. So they literally become werecats. Like, they rip through their clothes and, like, werecat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then they go murder all the pirates while they're burying their treasure. And that is the closest to an explanation for the pirate zombies as we get. So, like... That sort of explains the pirate zombies, but it doesn't explain yeah. the Confederate soldier zombies or the tourist zombies. Well, it does. It it does kind of. So every harvest moon, they have to drain the life force of new victims. So so because they were also cursed, quote unquote, with immortality, and they turn into the cat people, and they'll die if they don't drain the life force. So every time the harvest moon came around, whoever was on their island at that time, they would murder. Right. I mean, like nowhere the bodies soldiers. are there. But the only explanation for them being reanimated with the pirates is that the pirates oh. were cursed. Nobody oh. else should have is been raised back from the... explanation for that? I, that's a, the most we get. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm assuming that's why they were raised from the dead is because they, like, they prayed to the cat god and the cat god cursed the pirates. And so I'm like, okay. They turned so them, they're zombies forever. So they're, like, undead pirates oh but i mean maybe i or maybe they just cursed them in the fact that they like gave simone and lena what they needed to do in order to the power to like get revenge i don't know 
I, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, because, yeah, otherwise there is zero explanation for any bodies being reanimated other than at the very end, they say, like, oh, their souls can rest now. <laughs> yeah, so the zombies are apparent. They just assume the zombies are the good guys in this. And without really any proof, they think that the zombies were trying to warn the gang to leave the island the whole time before they were also murdered. Right. There's actually a point where one of the gang is telling somebody else in the gang, like, no, 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 it's fine. You don't have to worry. The zombies are actually the good guys. And the zombie that's on screen <laughs> is one of the Confederate soldier ones. And I'm like, well, oh, I, my God, we- I didn't <laughs> notice that. Uh-oh, spaghetti Like, well, I mean, in this scenario, yes. <laughs> right. But it's just one of those things where I'm like, you could have had just it be like a tourist. Or even a, a pirate who tourist. still were not great, but like <laughs> good lord. <laughs> but <laughs> they didn't they didn't think it through. It's okay. <laughs> it's fine. They didn't take a second, but it's <laughs> oh. um Yeah, so they go, like, full cat mode. Like, as the night progresses and the dial gets more to the cat, they, like, they reach... What is it called when um, the Pokemon... Their final... They're, like, final form. Their final form. Yeah, they... Oh, metamorphosize or whatever. Right, yeah, because they, like... At first, they they go... They turn into cat people, but they still look like people, but they have, like, cat faces and, like, paws, but, like... They're still very humanoid, but yeah, they go like full like werecat here at the end and like yeah. hulk out of their clothes and everything. <laughs> they do, yeah. Meanwhile, uh Shaggy and Scooby run to Jacques for help from the zombies or something. To try and escape on the ferry or I don't know. Mm-hmm. Jacques is also a werecat, and that man is terrifying. He's huge massive man and he wastes no time he goes straight into werecat hulk mode oh yeah like i'm gonna murder these two buffoons (laughs) chases them back through the swamp and of course they all end up in the same underground Mm -hmm. tunnel area where the cat god area is (laughs) (laughs) yeah and Shaggy and Scooby just like fumble their way into saving everybody. Like there's a brief moment where they knock the voodoo dolls next to a torch and everyone starts melting, like literally before their eyes, like actually melting. But they like knock that away. The zombies help a little bit. The zombies like try to, you know, <laughs> get the cat people. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> the, the zombies take down Jacques. The zombies, yes. like, overcome him. Mm-hmm. That's how Scooby and Shaggy end up getting away from him. He gets back down there eventually. He does, uh, yeah. But it, like, slows him down for sure. And then in the end, Velma gets free of her bonds. Like, she gets hold of her voodoo doll. She, like, gets the ropes off of it, so she's free. She helps the other ones out. And then they get a piece of clothing from Simone and Lena and they replace their clothing on the voodoo dolls, which it doesn't look like them. It still looks like themselves. Yeah, I don't. But I guess it melted. <gasps> I guess they did melt. But then they they, they still don't look like Simone and Lena. They, they so I don't know if that's how it works, but whatever. It, <laughs> it doesn't matter. It really does <laughs> not. Like, it could not matter less. <laughs> the power is then... <laughs> You're right. 
I don't, I'm like, I'm we're sorry, picking apart this movie crazy. like the plot doesn't make any sense but like it's a scooby-doo movie y'all i don't but the voodoo dolls don't <laughs> yeah um but so they now have control over them and they restrain them and the way they perish is because it goes past the cat on the sundial so their time is up and they have not successfully murdered anyone can't let it go past the cat on the sundial on the moon dial i guess why they wasted any time explaining their backstory Uh, anytime just getting straight to it yeah (laughs) you gots to (laughs) it's because the scoob gang has got to win can't have have their life force drained and the bad guys always have to give a monologue they just do so yeah they literally like disintegrate true villain mm-hmm. style like mother gothel yeah. style Voldemort, the nazis yes. in indiana jones yeah like yeah the classic villain death the zombies all turn back into like their skeletal forms and the green lights like waft away again so at that point somebody says like oh their spirits are free now <laughs> like how they would know that. okay right, like okay <laughs> i feel like everybody in reality would be like what the fuck just happened there would be so many bones in that cave oh it would be horrific yeah and then a ghost confederate soldier appears salutes <laughs> them and says thank you and then <laughs> and then disintegrates <laughs> uh, yeah um oh. Bo reveals himself he is actually an undercover detective investigating disappearances on this island because people keep being brought here and just they never get seen they again just disappear and he's like i i feel like the station isn't really gonna believe this and right. daphne's like have you ever been on tv <laughs> <laughs> but like, that's why he was digging that's why he was digging right big giant pits is because he was looking for bones bones and physical evidence it was a giant pit like even if you were looking for bones it was like 10 feet deep and he was right next to fucking morgan moonscar's bones and he didn't find them and he didn't find them and it's it's a swamp you're gonna hit water at water oh my god the water table would be so low or high or whatever oh you're so right they would not have been able to do that there's a whole scenario where they're in an underground tunnel and i'm like i call bullshit oh my god there's a fucking cave <laughs> on the island in the wow hannah you're as i'm saying it, th- it could not matter less <laughs> because it just doesn't that's not the point it's <laughs> not the point it's not here for accuracy come on there's where cats and zombies and ghosts right but we're here like actually the water level would really be quite high so this is technically impossible (laughs) (laughs) just the developers and animators of this movie would be like i like seriously (laughs) oh my god oh (laughs) you're killing me (laughs) um yeah and they kind of ship him in Velma at the end, which I think is really annoying because I really like the canyon that Velma is gay. And I like that that's where the franchise has gone mm-hmm. um, since then. But like in every movie, they give Velma like some nothing love interest with some dude. Um, like it's some like push up your glasses, smart guy, you know. Like, mm-hmm. okay. <laughs> yep. Whatever. So, yeah, I mean, that's the <laughs> that's the old mystery 
wrapped up. So what all do we have? We had pirate ghosts. We have pirate ghosts. Mm-hmm. We have Confederate ghosts, tourist mm-hmm. ghosts. Tourist zombies. There were no tourist ghosts. Tourist zombies. That's true. There were all three zombies, though. Pirates, soldiers, and tourists. We had cat cult people. We had God. voodoo. Voodoo. Mm-hmm. A little dash of everything in this one. This is why last week, at the end of last <laughs> week's episode, I said that I had separated this movie in my memory as like different movies because i was like well i know there's one with like the pirate ghost and then there's someone with the cat people but no it's It's the same same movie movie. (laughs) i watched it thinking like oh yeah this is gonna be the one with the zombies and then then i saw lena and as soon as i saw lena i was like this is the one with the cat people she's the cat she's the cat person (laughs) same movie together okay yeah yeah okay i have got the final scene and i want to talk about it so i'm gonna read it on the deck of the ferry back to the mainland shaggy brings scooby a sandwich loaded with hot peppers look what i got for you old buddy we're finally gonna have a nice peaceful meal as he goes to take a bite cats begin surrounding him and meowing they all have glowing yellow eyes the shot closes in on Scooby's face and he says, Rats! Rocky! Rats! Rats! They have glowing eye- They're like magic cats. The cat cult is real and it is not <laughs> gone. <laughs> they're just gonna find new followers. Yeah. And they're taking yeah. them back to the mainland with them. And they are. It's like an invasive species going into New Orleans. <laughs> Starting <laughs> up cat cults. Cat people. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. like a little post credit scene and it implies something that <laughs> I don't know that they necessarily wanted to imply, but yeah. the repercussions are questionable. And how are they getting back without the ferry driver? Does one of them know how to drive a ferry? Because that guy disintegrated. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Maybe Bo called the police and they Maybe. the police came. <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> what do you rate this movie? <laughs> oh my god. It's hard to rate this one because a million out of a million. <laughs> right, like objectively it's not good. <laughs> it's not a good movie. Anybody who has no nostalgia for Scooby-Doo or for this movie particularly. Like, what the fuck is happening? They could have a good time it would because make, of how wild it is. Right. It is wild. It would make a good like drinking game. Or if you just got really oh high and watched this, I feel like you would be like, what <laughs> is going on? Yes. Um. So, yeah. I, I mean... It has merit, but I don't think it's good. As a mystery, it's not good. It's not. It's not good. It did not know what it was doing at any point of the (laughs) mystery. They did not know what the actual mystery was. Yeah, so if I'm rating it as a mystery, I think it's like a two. But maybe. I mean, as far as just like general enjoyment goes, and like if you want to have a silly maybe nostalgic time or like i said i think it would make a good drinking game i think it's great you know i it's oh yeah it's kind of like 
could not recommend more. it's like describing something as priceless you know what i mean like yes. i can't assign a value to it because it's yes. just like is what it is and mm-hmm. it's the price that you apply mm-hmm. to it mm-hmm. so totally agree i'm gonna feel very similarly about the live action one. Oh yeah i do think the live action one actually has some general actual merit to it and like makes good jokes and Mm -hmm. it's a lot more like thought out yes yeah this was a fun one i feel like we just giggled the whole time (laughs) we just giggled our way through this episode i'm sorry if you do not enjoy listening to two women adult grown-ass women giggle (laughs) at scooby-doo but you know you made it to the end (laughs) so (laughs) congrats Yeah, this has been another episode of Senior Detectives. Thank you so much for listening. You can join us next time. We're going to be discussing After Party, which is an Apple TV original series. Um, There's only one season of it out right now, um, but I think the second season's out like next month or something. But it's basically a high school reunion after party takes place. um, And each episode is a different character's perspective as to what happened that night because there was a murder. Very intriguing. Yes. I have not watched it yet, so... It sounds like such a gimmick, but a gimmick that I think could be pulled off really well in the format of a TV show. It sounds really intriguing, and also the other thing really pulling me in is the cast. It's comedians. It's like Tiffany Haddish, um, Ben Schwartz, Alana Glazer, like a lot of names you'll recognize. Very, very funny people, and I feel like I have faith in them to make something good, so... We'll talk about it next time. See you. Bye. Yeah, I watched Witch's Ghost to see if we would cover that one. Mm-hmm. But um, it's just not as good as I remember. Like, the biggest merit to that movie is the Hex Girls. <laughs>